Welcome to the Swingers Club, a social gathering for various golfers hosted by Joe, Matt and Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another big episode of the Swingers Club. We get to talk about our much-anticipated return to golf. We get to also hear from Dan Godding, CEO of the Euro Pro Tour, and I'm sure we'll put you out of your misery and let you know what my two co-hosts scored in their big first game back. But for now, like I said, this is episode 14. I'm Joe, and I'm, of course, with Matt and Sam. Coming to you, Sam, first. Uh, how's it been, mate? It's been good, mate, yeah. Good to get back out. Bit of... Uh... Bit of structure to my life, maybe say. Been out there a few times. So nice just to get out and play. I honestly didn't realise how much I've missed it until I played. I think I just got used to wow. not playing and then I've been out there nearly every day. Really? Oh, wow. There you go. There you go. Nice to have a bit of a more of an upbeat kind of how Well, no, I, I feel like I, I, I think the, the true test of that is going to be the next introduction, is it not? Yeah, I think it is. So, drum roll, please. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Holbrook, how has your week been? Oh, you know, it's been all right. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Absolutely loving life again. Got the spring in my step, the sun's shining, the birds are tweeting, and oh, it's just so good, isn't it? It's so good to be back out. Oh, well, I'm pleased for you because we were all starting to worry about you. If he announced, if he announced three more weeks inside, I think. There'd have been Samaritans hotlines lighting up, wouldn't there? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's so good. But I literally like genuinely like I do have a spring in my step. It's not because you yeah. shot a good round this morning, is it? Yeah, it might have something to do with it as well. <laughs> might have something to do with it. I'm actually not not too concerned about this round. I'm looking forward to hearing about the yeah, first yeah. round that we all put bets on. That's going to come later on in the show. But how about you, mate? Are you alright? Yeah, I'm I'm not too bad. I haven't actually played yet. Um, because obviously shortly after uh, last week's announcement, they then announced that kind of one-to-one coaching could go back. So I've been I've been back at work, to be honest, just taking it really easy, taking it super safe, just in case anyone's concerned. Um, but it's, it's just been yeah, so nice to have some normality. Yeah, work. And it actually makes you kind of value a bit more the time that you do spend at home, because I think everyone was just getting so used to just being at home. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's all pretty good news from the Swingers Club. How, how are you? How are you both? How are you both playing now? Then you 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 found form quite because a lot of people I've spoke to, a lot of my students are coming back and they're not not too rusty. To be fair, it's not some of them it's done them quite well having a bit of a break. What about you two? Sam, do you want to start? I've been rusty. I'll be honest. I, my short game has been so bad. Without really, yeah, well, yeah, like my just my, my pitching and chipping and stuff has been. You know, I've I played my first round with. Well, I'm not going to talk too much about the first round, but I've been yeah. sort of never like yelled "go" at shots that are like long before. Do you know what I mean? Like my feel for what is good, the right distance and the wrong distance is totally out. Made to look a bit stupid. Do you know if you hit like a little pitch shot and you're thinking, "Oh, sit down, sit down," and it comes like 30 feet short, you just look like a bit of a, right. like a bit of an idiot. <laughs> or like you got what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, no, nah, just the, the feel. The feel's been a bit out, mate, to be fair. So, you've just got a few more cobwebs to blow off. But that, do you know what that is, though? That's because you're so used to such high volume of golf. You know, I remember when I was back in the day, going back a long time, when I was playing full time, It if I took one day off, it'd take me a week to get back to it. Now, I reckon I'll probably be all right when I finally get out and play because you just get used to 
the kind of the volume you play, I reckon. Cool. I'm hoping by that logic, I'm not going to one one day equals a week. I could be uh, I could be about thirty five by the time I get it back. <laughs> <laughs> so I I found I I found I went I think I've gone like a different different way in the sense that um like I've obviously hit hit a lot of balls into my uh, into my homemade net and stuff and. You know, I actually felt like my irons, my ball striking wasn't that bad. Um, the one thing that I didn't do in the whole of the the two and a half months nearly that we that we didn't play golf was, um, well, I worked out it was 49 days. So in the 49 days that I didn't play golf, um, I didn't actually hit one putt, what? not I thought, one. What? I thought you had like a multi-speed... Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I have a yeah stint meter. Yeah, no, I do. But I, I'm a big believer in um, like, like I, I'm not like I could stand there and I could hit forty putts, but I'm just hitting them in a straight line. They're just going dead straight on a on a putting mat. Um, and I, I don't believe that nothing can really replicate getting on a putting green on a on a real surface that's going to break left, break right. Um, so yeah, so I just I just decided not to do it. Um, you know, so I was expecting my putting to be a little bit rusty, but actually it's, it's not like, I'll be honest, as we speak now, since, since restrictions are lifted, I played four rounds of golf. I think I free putted twice, um, which isn't bad. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of chip, you know, obviously I've done a lot of chipping in the garden as well. And I feel like that's been okay ish. Um, but I didn't swing a wood. I didn't, I didn't hit a driver or a fairway wood for, you know, for, for that period of time. And that, Historically, is the area of my game where, you know, I, I wouldn't say I struggle, but that's the one that's always needed the most work for me, and that's the one that if I put it down, it takes me a little while, um, and that and that was yeah, you know that that was bad, um, you know I'm looking at how many fairways I've hit, and it's it's progressively getting better, and actually today I didn't miss a fairway till the 16th. Oof. Um, really? Yeah, and I only missed Christ, I only missed two fairways today, and I've, I've hit the ball. Hit the ball really well today, so that's taken me a little bit while. But each round I've played, I'm I'm getting progressively better as well. So see, I I took kind of the opposite approach of of, of sort of lockdown. I really like didn't I didn't hit a, I basically I didn't hit a ball. Um, I, I did know, like I noticed. chip a little bit, but not but like I'm talking maybe one or two days. I chipped for about fifteen minutes. Um, because and I was sort of of the other you know. I, kind of saying I didn't really see hitting ball after ball into a net I just not really for me I don't I don't know why and I think maybe like saying well obviously we'll talk about it with Dan but the fact that tournaments have been cancelled and didn't really have anything to kind of work towards so I kind of didn't you know I didn't really do a lot it sounds like I'm getting my excuses out early doors here but no I'll get, no, I'll it's, get it's different it's different for you as well though right because technically for you it's your job like I know you enjoy it but you know, mm. f- for me, it's a hobby. Um, you know, I suppose maybe there's there's a different different mentality towards a different look at it. But yeah, well, I mean, you speak to you know when we speak, we've we've been lucky enough. We got we hopefully we're, we're not without too many spoilers. We've spoken to a couple of guys on the European tour that are coming up on the podcast, and they you know they're obviously working quite hard at it. You know, their schedule is somewhat announced. They're hopefully you know they've got a tentative schedule looking towards the end of July, so they've kind of got to. You know, they know that's on the horizon. Whereas for me, I'm probably looking potentially, well, potentially 2021, really, um, before I get to mm. play a proper tournament. So, um, from my point of view, that's probably why I've been a bit lazy during lockdown. 
Understandable. I, yeah, I understand that as well, to be fair. It's almost, it's not a complete waste of time, but it's all, it feels like it, doesn't it, if you're practicing for nothing. Mm. And I suppose that's the difference between someone who does do it as a career. There's no point in practicing for nothing versus the person that just absolutely loves hitting golf balls. You sounded like you hit balls for more peace and quiet than anything else, Matt, in your house. Yeah, some, sometimes. And and also, you know, like I'd, I'd go down the garage and I'd, you know, I'm not going down there for, you know, for for a session. I'm, I might go down there and hit 10, 15 balls and that's it. Like I come back in, it's, you know, it's... um. It's, it's more so just to make sure the swing's still there, just to keep it ticking over. Because, like Joseph, like for me, like generally, if I put it down for a week and don't do a thing, I feel like I'm starting from scratch again sometimes. And that's that's really what I felt with my driver. Um, and actually, my local driving range opened for the first time yesterday morning. Um, who, struck, so who, struck the, so... who struck the first ball that said driving range? <laughs> yeah. So, listen, so, so I, I saw on Sunday night that they tweeted to say that they'll be open on Monday morning, nine o'clock. So... Obviously, I was there. I was hitting the first ball at 9.01 yesterday morning. I loved um, your tweet, Sam. <laughs> no surprise seeing the bookies' favourite to open up the driving range right there. Because we didn't know that we were suddenly... Because they posted the video of you, didn't mm. they, Matt? Yes. So it's like, oh, um, the, the, the driving range is back open. Here's the first shot. So we just clicked on it. And, like, oh, I, I don't pro- recognise that guy. Bloody hell. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Look, it's you know it, it was needed. It, it was needed. Like I actually felt like in the first three rounds back, I actually felt like what I needed to do was I needed to go to the driving range and just kind of just you know fifteen twenty drivers consecutively just to get that feel, just to get that rhythm back. Um, mm. And obviously, you know, today I've gone mm. out and and you know played really well. So, I you know I I know like people laugh, people joke, but I I know my own game. I know you know I know what I need to do. And I needed to go and have a bucket of 60 balls. Um, and it's it's clearly worked well. Mm. Good for you. Good stuff. Well I done. Kind of sec- yeah. I kind of second that for me, actually, to be fair. It was the first time that the practice ground at um, the course I've been playing, they, they let me, they let people hit balls if with not around your tea time, if you know what I mean. Basically, if there's nobody on the field, you can go you can go and hit some balls. And, and let, okay. you, know, I, I, you know, once you play golf for a while, you kind of know. You, like, I know if I don't hit balls for a while, my shoulders get way open. My ball position gets way forward. And then, you know, once I've kind of checked a few things, I've, you know, I've played a lot better the last two rounds, broken part of the last two rounds. So it's kind of, it's kind of getting back to where, to where somewhere near, still a bit rusty, but it's better. Top man. Well done. Very, very good. Um, you, you mentioned there that the wow. European tour have um, got like that kind of tentative, like starting date for, for late July or, uh, or what have you. Um, but there was a little bit of golf on the telly. It was. Oh, yeah. Did, did did anyone catch it? Because I'll, I'll confess now that it's no surprise I didn't actually catch it. I was I was in the Zoom pub. <laughs> the Zoom arms. I, I, <laughs> the Zoom I, arms, yeah. I, I'll, also, I'll also confess, and there is no surprise to this either, that I actually got a tub of Ben and & Jerry's and I sat down at 7 o'clock and I watched it from start to finish. <laughs> how many, how many, Sam, how do many you watch it? they played before the Ben & Jerry's was finished? Uh... <laughs> Um, I don't know, maybe maybe the fourth. Yeah, that's longer than what I was <laughs> longer than what I was that's, done. That's an, you know, that was an hour. Yeah, that's, that's longer than what it'd have been for me. Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I must admit, I Rory the the sort of forced banter I find a little bit cringe, to be honest. Um, yeah. Do Do you not find right? So so I've had a real issue with the fact that people on social media kept saying. Oh, the banter was crap. The banter was crap. Like there was no banter. There was... But 
it's not like they advertised it and said there's going to be tons of banter. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what, I, like generally, like I, I don't know, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what people expected, but it's there. Are they are they four people that maybe hang out with each other? Mm. Like if the three of us went and played golf, right, there'd be banter. But then that's because we're friends. Yeah, I, feel, like, I think we might. Are, are they, they're, they're they're not necessarily good close friends, are they? So I'm not sure what you know. They they were they were local to the course. They're all you know tailor made players. I mean, Ricky Fowler only plays a tailor made ball. Um, you know, they've they've come in to kind of earn some money, you know, raise some money for charity, which is great. But uh, what did people expect? Yeah, generally, I, like, think, I just don't get it. I think I think maybe because we've all been watching that Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, and he's got the best. The best banter going, Danny. I think we expect it. We expect oh, some MJ like banter, <laughs> but possibly. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I must admit, and people, a lot of people moan about the coverage and stuff as well. But I mean, that is such a tough, tough gig, isn't it? If you're, if you got to fill that much time, if you're a commentator, like what, you know, you you are just going to talk bollocks, aren't you? Because you've got no choice but to. Like, what can you say during the whole? You know, you've got. To, you can't cut to other people's golf shots and all that kind of stuff, can oh. you? It's it's your voice for a long, long time. So no wonder people are getting a bit yeah. fed up of it. But I must yeah. admit, I, I mean, I've, was... I've watched a lot of. I was not as I haven't watched any golf this lockdown. I've watched some, you know, some some reruns of you know some proper tournaments and Ryder Cups and that and Shell's, that kind of yeah, Shell's Shell's wonderful yeah, world of no, golf. Nothing like that. But um, <laughs> it's more. It's more to the. I don't know. I think once. The time it was on as well, it was more just it didn't really interest me overly because I know it was just a... I, I mean, I get why people watched it, but not really for me. I like to watch the proper tournaments like majors and that sort of thing. Yeah. I would have watched it if I wasn't, like say, in the Zoom pub. We yeah. kind of arranged it with, with my family like um, kind of a week or so ago. And at, the point, at that point, I didn't kind of consider that there was this on. If I was doing, if I wasn't doing it, I'd have definitely watched it and I'd have probably quite enjoyed it. Um, and I don't think I'd have been that bothered that the banter was a bit low. I, I haven't really seen that much reaction now. I didn't realise there was such a kind of... A yeah, a few people moaned it. about it, weren't there, online? It's, it's, it was almost like people watched it looking for a reason to have a moan about something. And I, I just, oh, really? you know, yeah, I just, I personally, like, I, I can't get my head around that that outlook on things like it's, it's live golf we're, we're, we're lucky to have it back um, you know the broadcast was never going to be special be, be, because it was four four people playing golf on a on a on a fanless golf course that we hadn't mm. really seen before as well um, yeah. of course, you know, of course was, the quality I thought the, the, the course did look good um, you know it didn't it's certainly not the it, you know I don't think it's the best course you'll ever see but it certainly wasn't the worst it looked great from the air Um but you know, there's there's five cameramen and a drone. You know, for 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 the coverage, like it also makes you realise just how much production goes into watching TV on Sky. Because you know, like like we said, we watched four golfers hitting every single shot they hit, and there was a lot of kind of emptiness about it because there was only four people playing. So you know, who won? Rory McIlroy and uh, Dustin Johnson won. On the last, they had actually had a playoff playoff hole oh, near really? the pin. Yeah, there was. I think there was like six skins up for grabs at the end. Ricky Fowler played really well. Um, Rory played okay. Matt Wolf not so much. Um, DJ was a bit meh. Um, and yeah, but there was six skins up for grabs on the last hole, and no one, they, they, you know, they halved it, so they went and had a playoff, and um, 
nearest to pin on 17, I think, and Rory was was closest. And, yeah, you know, they raised like $4 million for, for charity. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the main thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And that's, that's, that's the most important thing. And, you know, it's almost like, yeah, if, if, you know, some people would not happy unless they've got something to moan about. Did I hear, just one last question on it, did I hear that Bill Murray was there? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trump was there. Did you not hear about Trump? Yeah. Yeah, they was cut he? to yeah. a thing with Trump. It's like... They had him like... Oh, yeah. I suppose he hasn't really got a lot to do at yeah. the moment, is he? There's, nothing, there's no like kind of like major crisis going on. So he might as well go if, I that. think they're just... Everyone, like especially people in the UK hate him, don't they? Like I bet there was just a, a nation eye roll as he came on the TV. I I I didn't hate him until all this. I have to say, you can almost you can almost feel like a nation of golfers just slowly changing the channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's funny. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Right, okay, guys. Is there anything else we've got to add before we move on to this week's interview? No, I'm excited about the interview. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Well, I have heard it, um, and it is exciting. I'm excited to get the feedback from it. Um, and also, guys, if you want to feedback to us and let us know how your form has been since your return to lockdown, we'd be fascinated to find that out as well. Is it? Is it kind of? Is there a lot of rust going on, or has everyone still got that spring in their step? It's going to be interesting to find out. But we're going to move on um because we have got an interview coming up with dan godin and for those who don't know he is the ceo of the euro pro uh sam managed to get hold of him and um after a little bit of technical difficulty we've got a really really interesting interview for you guys so we're gonna head over there right now Right, hello, welcome back to the Swingers Club Pod. We've got another great guest for you today. Um, we've got the CEO of the PGA Euro Pro Tour. It's Dan Godding. How are you? Mate? Hi, hello, mate. I'm really good. I wouldn't say I'm a great guest, though. <laughs> no, well, no, it's it's great. <laughs> oh, good to have you on, mate. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a real pleasure. I I love what you're doing. It's really it's really exciting, and uh, it's it's good to be a part of it, mate. <laughs> How's uh, how's lockdown life? And to be honest with you, it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> um, uh, um, so, but apart from that, I you know I love the life of just getting up, having a glass of wine, and maybe another glass of wine, and watching a movie, and then going to bed. That'd be fantastic. But sadly, not. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, we were chatting off air, and you mentioned you were actually schooling the kids. I think that's three years old. Seems a bit a bit young for all that caper, no? Well, they're right at the end of it. They're they're four next month, oh, so um, okay. so yeah, they're, they're getting a little bit of schooling. So uh, not much, not much, mm. but just just a little bit. But uh, yeah, they're not really that interested in the moment, okay. to be fair. Fair <laughs> enough. Right, um, we'll we'll get back on. We're going to be we'll be chatting mostly all things um, Euro Pro, which is kind of cool. a bit of a um, as a as a player of the PGA Euro Pro. The sort of the last seven years, we've probably got we've one. probably got most of uh, most of the bases covered today. <laughs> good stuff. A, a good one, Sam. Well, 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 there you go. I wouldn't go too far like I did. <laughs> um, so we might as well start. We might as well start with the elephant in the room, which is obviously sort of the the COVID nineteen. I'm sure we're all we're all sort of fed up talking about it. But um, so um, you guys made the decision to call it off. Um, it was pretty early. You're one of the first 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 uh, well first sports companies to do it. Really, I mean, literally. About five or six days before Liverpool were playing Atletico Madrid, and and then sort of <laughs> it all the world kind of fell apart. But um, so you made the decision to call it really early, and I'll be honest, when I saw the decision, I 
like a lot of people, I guess, I thought, wow, that's early. But it's actually turned out to be a great decision, really. Um, what Just give us some, some sort of insight as to what actually went into making that decision. So it was a big decision. Uh, we're, we're quite a small tour, but we do employ quite a lot of people, um, not just from logistics, obviously, but from the PGA, from, from TV, editing. Um, we're quite a, a, actually, we're quite a big operation for, for how small that we seem sometimes. Um, and not only that, you know, we've got 550 members to, to think about. So mm-hmm. yeah, we need, we need to sort of be on the ball the whole time. The decision was made early because it was a timing issue. Um, we were only two and a half weeks away from our Q school at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so unlike any of the other tours that could postpone the events, um, we, were, we were racing towards a Q school. Um, and we had to sort of come to terms with the fact that maybe the Q school is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was, um, I was sort of quite on the ball. I was reading a lot at the time and I was obviously watching a lot of news. I could see what was going on around the world. Um, and I think we just, you know, it got to a point where I thought, well, it's going to be dangerous this year um, for the members. It's going to be very dangerous for them. Um, you know, we actually bought 700 sanitizers because we were going to give every single member a sanitizer. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, we did. Um, we actually bought the whole thing. We had we had the whole thing ready. We had uh, big sanitizers for, for first and tenth tea, and we had sanitizer bottles going out. We had um, you know PGA and I had talked about how we're going to keep um, you know to the regulations while um, we're keeping our social distancing and all stuff like that. And I think it just got to a point where I thought, well. This could be financially dangerous for all the members um, because at the time they were booking hotels and flights and all different types of things. And I then thought, well, you know, if we go into the first event and I have to cancel the first two or three events, um, then our members that have qualified have suddenly lost, you know, three or four events of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was probably the, fir- the first thought that went through my head. Um, after that, I started thinking quite quickly about, um, you know, our, our logistics and our sponsors um, and about what they were going to fill. So, of course, I spent a long time on the phone with, with uh, all of the sponsors and said, how do you guys feel about this? And they were like, well, it's difficult. We don't quite know what's going on. Um, so Barry and I had a long conversation. We thought about it and thought, you know what, it's just safe at the moment to to just pull it mm-hmm. we just didn't know we didn't know what was going on um and we thought q school is just not going to happen mm-hmm. um which leaves us in a very difficult position because obviously nobody has categories mm-hmm. um and then we thought well that's not going to happen the first three or four events might not happen let's just pull it it's just safe to pull it um so that's sort of what we did um i suppose i was lucky because obviously it's well not lucky i mean it's the wrong word yeah, but yeah. It's it's turned out terrible, mm-hmm. um, and you know we were fortunate, I suppose, that the call that we made at the beginning was a call that all of the tours um, are probably jealous that we actually made it. Because, yeah, it's, a, it's you know, aged it, well, hasn't it? That's what they say. Mm, it, it was the right time to make the call. Um, it was early in some some people's views, but actually, when you look at it and look what was happening around the world at the time, um, it was actually a pretty good time to make that call. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we saved, we saved everyone. We saved everyone a fortune. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, in, in, yeah, in it's so easy to sort of say, oh, we, you know, we postpone it this month, and then you kind of just you're almost kind of stringing people along. And I'll be, you know, I'll be mm. the first to admit when I read it, I thought, cool, that feels. But obviously, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, and I'll openly admit that I'm not, um, you know, I'm not an avid news watcher, and I don't, you know, I don't, I wasn't particularly clued up on it. So I was just looking at it from a, from probably purely a selfish point of view, from a player's point of view, thinking, oh wow, that's my, you know, that's my season gone, feels a bit hasty, blah blah blah. But then, I guess when you, you know, when you look at it now, we'd have, we'd have had, we'd have had absolutely no chance, really, would be of, of, of especially, especially no. when you think, well, it's. Well, the final round of the first event should be tomorrow, shouldn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, and then, and then you yeah. think about you know the guys that are going to be travelling or would be travelling from Scotland and Ireland and wherever, you'd have been breaking all kinds of rules, wouldn't you, for for that to, for that to have gone ahead? So, well, well, you know what, Sam? I've got um, on a personal point of view, I've got flights with EasyJet booked uh, down to Mallorca in a couple of weeks' time, and and I know they're not going to happen. Um, <laughs> And and it's, it's 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 a lot of money. It's for the whole family. And you know, I'm waiting on the email to come through from EasyJet to tell me that they're cancelled. Um, and I think that you can imagine having 156 players across all those events mm-hmm. um, waiting for those emails to come through because you know they're not going to use the flight, so they don't want to waste yeah. it. Um, and that just creates panic. It creates uh, ill feeling. It just creates it just for no reason whatsoever, really. Um, you know, it creates an upset. So, you know, just to just to pull it and keep 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 things clean. I mean, at the moment, you know, we've we've moved everything to precisely the same time uh, in 2021. We're, we're going to be adding a um, a 16th event uh, in the middle of the summer. But apart from that, um, you know, we, we we've kept everything nice and clean. Everyone's everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no confusion on the EuroPro at all. And, yeah, if we can get some golf at the end of the year and it, and it makes sense, you know, all round, then then fine. But if not, yeah, it's clean and tidy. You know, we just move on, move on to next year. Hopefully, everyone can just keep keep good. Uh, I heard Alfie the other day tell me that he'd gone around nine holes uh, at his golf club in, in quite <laughs> a lot because he hasn't he hasn't played a, a very yeah. much. And how bad would that be if I suddenly stuck an event out and, and the cut was like yeah, 10 so yeah, so I, I definitely <laughs> on my on my performances on my first two two rounds back, I don't think I'd be uh, I'd be challenging for any for any cuts. Yeah, no, but it it, it was a tough decision, and I'd like the members to know that you know making it. Um, yeah, the members were de- the members were definitely definitely my first concern, that, that, and that is a really honest point to make. Um, but my second concern was all of the staff that we've got. I mean, we've got about 12 PJ members that staff, um, you know, that work with us. We've got logistics, well, it's obviously David and, and Jason. Um, but then we've got John and Kit. I've got uh, two editors. I've got uh, 12 cameramen in total, um, you know, producers, directors, um, right across the board. It's a, it was a huge decision to make even before I picked up the phone to speak to the sponsors. So it was, um, yeah, it was a big one, but I think we made the right ones. So yeah, I mean, you mentioned there. Barry, and for those for those, uh, for those the listeners that don't know, uh, he's obviously mentioning Barry Hearn, uh, Europro is a subsidiary of Matchroom, which is Barry Hearn's company. What was uh, what was his views yeah. views on it? Was he, I assume he's got some pretty decent contacts or so. Has he? Has he? Was he pro cancel? Was he wanted to see it see it uh, out? 
I tell you what, I tell you what the wonderful thing about Mr. Hearn uh, <laughs> is he's the most positive man in the world. And, and he always has been. He's always been incredibly positive. Um, there's no glass half full with Barry. The glass is just constantly full. Um, and I think, um, you know, with Barry, he takes, he's a very intelligent man and he takes things very, very seriously. Um, and the whole time, you know, he was saying to me, just hang on, just hang on. You know, we could be okay. Um, you, know, we, we, you know, we can get around this. And it got to a point where I knew we had to cancel it when Barry turned to me and actually said, this is actually worse, isn't it, than, than, than I think anyone mm -hmm. thought. Um, and I was in total agreement because, I mean, I've, I've been doing my research and I said, yes, it is, yeah. And, he, and, and when, Barry tell, when Barry turns around and says something like that, um, you know you're on the <laughs> right path to, to, make, to making the right decision. So, you know, you know, Barry obviously was showing his concerns at that point. But until then, he was phenomenally, you know, confident that we'd go ahead. And obviously with matchroom sport, it's a much bigger fish than what the Europro yeah, Tour yeah. is. But, you know, we are one of, the, one of the smaller companies in the group. But, um, you know, he's obviously looking at, at the other events of matchroom and, and seeing a way that we can, we can still do them across mm -hmm. this year. But, you know, COVID uh, throws a huge spanner in the works. And, and, you know, what we can get away with, if we, we will only do it safely. Uh, and make sure that everyone's protected and yeah so at, really. so at the moment there's obviously no there's no plans to to host some events sort of later in the year it's just basically a play it by year kind of thing and then, and just kind of see if if it works out it works out of is it going to maybe well yeah i mean it's the safest way to go because to be honest with you um there there could quite easily and touchwood there's not but there could quite easily be a second mm -hmm. wave of this um and what I don't want to do is 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 do anything too early, um, put anything in the schedule where you know I could say, well, okay, from July let's get going, um, and then suddenly we get a second wave mm -hmm. in June, um, and all those we're back into square one again. All those players, all the sponsors, everyone um, is messed around. So we've just got to hang on to make sure that it's perfectly safe to do so, um, and it makes sense uh, at the moment. No, there's absolutely zero plans for mm -hmm. 2020. Uh, the diary is clean. Um, we've just moved everything across. All the clubs know that, you know what, I could pick up the phone at some time and give them a call and off we go. Um, we've got a lovely family on the Europro at the moment. Everyone is just so lovely and happy the whole time. Um, you know, we, we, we can pick up the phone and, and make an event happen. But, you know, when you look at it, we open our doors on the, on the 6th of January every year for a Q school that's at the end of March. Um, you know, if I was to open our doors in July, I've suddenly got to do some form of a Q school mm -hmm. somewhere um, because I've got 500 members that don't have categories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we think we, we then got that little challenge to overcome. So it's um, no, at the moment we're looking at you know Q school. Not sure when it's going to be. Uh, could be could be the end of the year. Could be next year. Um, we just need to look at how safe things are, um, and then obviously just work from there. But. Yeah, I mean, while the government's got no idea really what's going on, you know, obviously everyone else doesn't really have a leg to stand on. So we just have to yeah. be careful. Yeah, no, well, I agree. I mean, it's it's so strange how things go. I mean, I don't know how many times I've used that word strange or weird or whatever just to describe, but it's it's so <laughs> odd to what's going on at the moment. It's surreal. But, um, it's surreal. Yeah. <laughs> it's surreal. I mean, obviously, I, I speak to the other tours quite a lot and... Um, you know, you know those guys, European Tour, Challenge Tour, and they're like, "Well, 
I don't know what's going yeah. on, Dan. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's mm. an interesting one. So it's um, you know, everyone's trying their best. Um, I know the USPJ have got that fantastic event, haven't they? On Sunday, yeah, evening. yeah. Um, but but I was uh, I was chatting to them recently about it, and they were like, well. No crowds. Um, it's going to be a very, very different feel to it. Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, I did. Yeah, I did a recording with Laurie Cantor actually about an hour, about an hour before. Oh, cool. um, I'm speaking to you, and he he says that the tour are still kind of earmarking the British Masters on the I think like the seventh of July as as a potential mm. potential return day. But like I just can't see how that can potentially happen though. That I mean, that's. Well, no, I know. I know they've moved. They've moved their qualifications for mm. that, haven't they? Slightly. Um, so, so yeah, I know they're looking at that, but Sam, I, I can't, can't either. I mean, it. it's like I, I think it's just going to keep getting pushed and pushed. I just don't. Yeah, I, mean, I just really. I mean, it'd be a shame because I know I know that um, the guys up at Close House. You know, I know I know Graham yeah. quite well, and I know that you know that they'll be looking to host the best event they possibly can, and it's a terrible shame for them to sort of keep having to move things, but. It's um, it's just so difficult at the moment. It's just a nightmare, to be honest with you. So, yeah, mm. yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know what I'll say yeah. about that. I, I'd probably yeah, push yeah. it a bit further if it was me. But there you go. <laughs> right. So we'll we'll get on to a bit of a bit more of kind of the general the general Euro Pro Euro Pro. Type. We actually, cool. I think you and I actually sort of pretty much started. I started playing when you began being CEO. I think was it twenty twenty thirteen? Well, was it or was it? Well, yeah. Well, well, yeah, I, I joined. I mean, I mean, you know, Barry gave me director of operations at the beginning, um, and it, to be honest with you, it, it was funny because it was just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so although I was director of operations, I, I was sort of director of everything. Um, but it's um, yeah, well, I was two thousand and thirteen when I started. Um, I think you were maybe that year or maybe the year afterwards. I yeah, I think I was. I was actually kind of middle middle of twenty thirteen. So it was kind of a weird thing because yeah. I. You know, back then when you first started, I I didn't have I turned pro after the the British Amateur in you know in July or whatever, and if I'd have done that, you know, if you do that now, you've obviously got no category and you've got no chance of getting any events. But back then, you could kind of you know a lot of the events weren't <laughs> filling up, so I could just kind of travel and and I got into some of the you know like Moray and the the ones that are kind of you know ones oh, that are kind yeah. of further afield. Awesome. Um, yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah. bloody long way from where I live. That is, let me tell you. Oh, um, <laughs> but then obviously that's not really the case um, these days, is it? I mean, you if you don't have a decent category, you're not going to get in, really, are you? No, the tour is in a very, a very different position now, and I don't want to be, you know, mean to anyone beforehand because you know Danny before me did a great job. He did a great job. You know, this this tour was was very um, well-renowned and it was very respected. Um, but I think it just needed to be brought into, I suppose, the new age. Uh, that's probably the only way you can really say it, really. Like, like so many businesses now that, that have to happen. Um, you know, I, I started in November 2020, uh, 2012. Uh, we had no schedule, no sponsors, really. So I spent my whole time that winter just going around the whole country and begging courses to take part. Um, I'm quite a golfing snob. <laughs> uh, I, I, I played most of my golf at Walkerston, right. um, you know, Wentworth, Sunningdale, all those. So so when I when I was a kid, um, so I've sort of grown up. I could, I could just say, Dan, you've so lost I, about 100 fans there just straight away. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> yeah, jealousy. Yeah. Well, I, well I, I have. 
yeah, well, I have, I, I sort of, I sort of, uh, you know, started in a good place. So when I started and I, and I saw some of the courses, I was like, well, yeah, this job is pretty important. You know, it takes care of all your careers. So, um, you know, I had to, I had to sort of improve the schedule. And I think that was, that was the first step to take. 2013 was putting a schedule together as, as quickly as I could. Um, but we had some good golf courses on there. I mean, yeah. Murray was amazing. Um, but 2014 was sort of when I started getting getting to grips with it and, and sort of improving. Mm-hmm. So really. when you when you look back so, to yeah. your what were your I guess what well, you say you didn't have any sponsors or courses. So I was about to ask what was your what were your goals going into 2013. But I guess it was just basically make sure something was going ahead. Yeah, make sure something's going ahead, but also um, make it of a higher mm-hmm. quality. Um, because I mean, you know, the, one of the first things that that I, I sort of you know did when we came in. Um, was I looked at the TV coverage and and how we were performing and what mm-hmm. the program was like, um, you know? Well, I don't think Barry was that happy, but we started spending um, a bit more money on TV coverage um, and making sure that you know we were in HD, we we're in sixteen by nine, and we were um, you know a few more presenters, and we brought John Morgan yeah. in, and we brought Kit in. Um, you know, we started to just improve the program, um, slow motion and drones. We were actually. And I'm pl- proud to say this, and it's actually very, very true. We were the first to bring drones into broadcasting in golf. Uh, we, we, we bought them in in 2013 with the, uh, with the Phantom, um, the DJI Phantom. It was terrible coverage, but it gave us an idea uh, for sort of what we were going to be doing moving forwards. And, um, and that improved the broadcast as well. And then, yeah, the golf courses, just making sure it's as good as it could possibly be. But you know, with my job, you get to the week before Christmas and you, and you start to panic if you don't have all, uh, yeah. if you don't have all yeah. 16 in place. So when you, when you look back <laughs> so, yeah. now, so what would you say your goals would be, say in another seven years time, have you got anything in particular that you're earmarking again? Is it just continue improvement? Blimey. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I, I, I love, uh, I love Matchroom and I love Barry Hearn, but if, you know, to do this job for 14 years, I'd hope, um, or 18 years, it'd be, uh, sorry, 15 years, it'd be that point. Um, I hope we're, we're continuing <laughs> forwards. <laughs> um, it's just literally, you know, growing with the times. It's making sure prize funds are moving in the right direction. It's making sure that, the golf courses are getting better. It's making sure that the sponsors are having uh, a better experience and making sure the program um, is moving in the right direction and getting better and better. So it all is my, my job, to be honest with you, is just making sure that things are moving forwards um, rather than, you know, what I don't ever want to say here, say, is um, I don't want to hear a winner from the Euro Pro come back to me and say that was a terrible golf tour. Um, you know, we, we might have a few losers come back and, 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 and slam us on Twitter and, and uh, Instagram, but that's fine. You, you know, that, that happens. But I, I, all winners that come through the EuroPro um, always turn around to me and say, bloody good year. Thanks so much. You know, and, and, and that's something that, that means a lot, to be honest with you. And yeah, Marcus is um, vod, uh, vodcast yeah, is in yeah. the sky right now. And, and he talks so highly about us, and I don't know, you know, I'm not, I don't know why, but I followed him on the 18th at that Conqueror. Mm. I was stood next to him when he when he had that second shot at Conqueror, and um, and you know, it, it's it's a privilege for me to to be there and and to choose these golf courses and get them in condition, um, and be next to you guys playing 
And and you know, if I'm cocking it up, if I'm not making it mm. better, that that means I'm not doing my job. Correctly. So you mentioned so, the golf courses. Yeah. So what are you? Uh, what are you? What factors kind of go into selecting some of the golf courses? Then are you kind of looking at the. Are you, I know. Um, I know some of the guys like to see a bit more length or whatever. Is it the condition or is it just kind of a bit of everything really? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, length in the UK is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't have them. We just don't have them. We we have we have a large handful of golf courses that are over sort of seven, seven, two, seven, three. Um, a lot of I I categorise golf courses, um, and I have them written down. Uh, and I categorise them as a category A, category B, and a category C. Um, the category A's, uh, the Euro Pro Tour, because of its size and because we're not live, we're always struggled to get on. Um, you know, the mm-hmm. Wentworths, the West, uh, the old the old at Sunningdale's, the, the Marcus at Woburn. Um, we're going to struggle. We, we just, those for those golf courses to give us five days, um, it, it costs them a lot and their members mm-hmm. don't like it too much. Um, so when you look at the majority of, of seven threes, seven fours around the UK, um, the good ones, if you like, um, a lot of them would be fall into mm-hmm. that category A. And, and that's a massive issue for us. We're lucky to be able to build a tour out of category A's um, because the ones that we have love us and they love having us. Um, so I'm able to go to a s- selection of those, you know, those higher of those category A's and say, you know, have us, this is what we can offer, this is the TV we can offer, and these are the players that we're going to have. Um, and those, those courses love it. But you have to understand that there's a large amount of the category A's that will mm-hmm. just never, ever have us because we're, we're just not big enough for them. So, you know, we have to make a tour out of, um, you know, out, out of the best golf courses that I think, um, you know, are available to us and the best golf courses that I think uh, are out there in the UK and will challenge you guys. Um, and, and that's what we build mm-hmm. a tour out of. Um, you know, I would love to have... Uh, old head, um, Trump Aberdeen, Trump Turnbury, uh, old old course at St Andrews and Wentworth West on the schedule. Yeah, but, yeah. But you <laughs> just, you, you just, you know, sadly we're not going to get them. So, um, you know, but the ones we do have are fantastic golf courses, and you know they work so hard to make sure the condition is perfect for the players, and the lengths great, and the tees are great, and the greens are smooth. Um, you know, and and I love what we've got. And as I said before, you know, it's a real family. Um, and the courses that we've got are, are fantastic. So we have to we have to be reasonable. Um, we're not going to get the the big ones, uh, but what we do get, we still get the category A's. But the um, you know sometimes the length does come down to you know six, seven, six, mm-hmm. eight sometimes, and that's that's just the way it is. What what, yeah, what do I look yeah. for, Sam? You said. Um, yeah, no, yeah. No, I think you've answered my question to be fair. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to sort of the the location of the golf course, obviously you put some of the the two um, the two in Ireland that you've had. Or was it what was it one in Ireland last year? But it's meant to be two this year. Um, from a you know from a yeah. scheduling point of view, do you you know obviously if you kept all of your tournaments kind of around London, you could probably fill them three times over. Does that ever come into? Do you ever? consider that when you're picking places in Ireland or like you say Murray or places like that you know, obviously <laughs> yeah. a bit, they go sort of more through the categories don't they just because people don't travel I mean 
Well, yeah, you know, you know what was was. Um, you know, I live in Essex. We got a great golf course down the road here yeah. called uh, Thorndon, and it's it's lovely. It's a few miles away from me. If I could make every 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 golf course a two miles away <laughs> from my house, I'd absolutely love it. You know that 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 would be fantastic. Um, no, we're a, we're a tour, um, and part part of the. So it's, it's quite interesting actually because. So my job, what I think is important about my job is I give the education to the players. We're, we're a developmental golf tour, which means that when a player leaves our tour after two years or three years, if they're, if they're good enough, they've learned everything they need to learn to jump to the next stage, if not even European tour. Um, so, so the most one of the one of the one of the important things about that aspect is that they have experience of touring. Um, now we can stick golf courses in quite hard places, um, but it's important that these guys and obviously yourself get that experience of getting in the car, getting up there, putting a tent up, or you know, you know sleeping in your car, or practicing to, to dark, you know, and just get the very light experience of, of having to tour around. That that's quite um, that's quite important for the education. Um, now, obviously, the U.S. tour, for example, would go from uh, Florida to, to L.A. or and then back to Texas. If you're like, we're only in the U.K. I mean, it's not that big, but it's but it's um, it it gives that education over, which which I think is very important. So, you will see sometimes in the schedule. I mean, for instance, this year, and poor Dave and Jason. I mean, I remember looking at their faces when I told them it, but. But um, but we were going to go from Montrose to Cumberwell oh. Park, um, and and it's a it's a fantastic trip. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I'd love to drive it once in my life, but but not more than that. Um, and that came about because the two golf courses that I wanted on the schedule, they turned around and said, "Well, there are weeks, you know, there are ideal weeks." Um, so so we we made it work, um, and and you know we put them in, but. You know what we wouldn't do then is send you guys back up to Inverness. Um, yeah. You know it, it's <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. So um, you know we'd stay south after that. So we do need to work it out. It, it is. I have a map on my wall at work um, uh-huh. where I have pins in in the UK and I draw pieces of string from one to another. Oh, um, like the crime yeah. investigator sort of wall. Pretty much, pretty much. Are we, you know, it, it can only once in, in a season go oh. beyond a certain length. Um, you know, otherwise the string won't reach. So it's, um, you know, so it's, it all does play a part. But um, but yeah, we just, yeah, we're we're not the European tour. We can't we can't walk into a golf club and say shut your doors, we're coming. Um, it just doesn't work like that, really. So yeah, the right. best schedule we can build. Um, so this is a bit of off the wall one, really. One of my co-hosts actually wanted me to ask this. Um, Obviously, the, the Challenge Tour is not necessarily a sort of self-sustainable tour. It's kind of run by the European Tour, isn't it? So if you ever had the, if you ever thought about yeah. or thought about trying to potentially take over or offer to take over the Challenge Tour? <laughs> uh, no, we haven't. That question that question's come up so many times. My staff would have yeah, to Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of knew where he was um, going, but I knew that we... he'd, um, <laughs> he, he'd be annoyed if I didn't ask you that question, I think. No, that's fine. That's fine. Ask away. Um, Jamie at the, Ch- the Challenge Tour and obviously Keith at the European Tour are really good mates. And no, they do a great job. What, what we do, our position is third place. We like to be third place, however. Um, we don't like to be joint third place. Yeah. That, that's quite important to us. Um, you know, we work very hard. I mean, uh, 
our broadcasting is phenomenal. Um, and we work very hard to make sure that we're third place, clearly third place. Um, but apart from that, no, no, we would never, we'd never take on Jamie's, Jamie's tour. I think he'd kill me. So no, I'd never take on. And also the headaches that poor Jamie goes through. Oh my God. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, he is, he is working 20 fold um, what I'm working <laughs> and I'm stressed. So, so, so I can't, Imagine that poor guy. I think he has headaches every night. To be fair, well, um, so, yeah. a couple, well, a couple of sentences ago when we were talking about what you might improve or whatnot, you you meant you mentioned prize fund, and obviously as an extremely selfish player, like you know we all are. Uh, <laughs> is there? I mean, obviously you know it's difficult, and the the money always talks. But how how much are your hands tied when it comes to the prize fund or increasing the prize fund from from the players' point of view? Not, not really. I mean, the, the only reason they're tied is obviously what, mm. what money is coming through the door. Um, you know, one thing that Barry likes to do uh, with all his, his businesses is to look at price funds every year. Um, you know, and if, and if they can increase, that's probably the first thing that, that does get increased. Um, you know, after that, we look at the other aspects. So they're not tied. It's just what money comes through the door. I think I think we're the only golf tour. And I, I, I don't want to speak too much with the European tour. I'm, I'm sure they're, they're fine, but um, we're the only golf tour that I know of that, that it's okay. Um, you know, we, we run in the black, um, not, not significantly by any means, but we run in the black and we're able to put back the money, what that, that any money, if it's made, goes back into the tour the following year. Um, sometimes that can go back in just simple things like prize funds for tour champs or something. Um, but it's not a lot and we have to be careful because the moment you up a price mm-hmm. fund, you can't lower it. So, so and of course, what we are is we're the same across all our events, um, unlike any other golf tour, really. So we, you know, if I up it to say 60 grand an event, we have to stick there. And that's 170 grand across the season. So it's, um, so, you know, it, it's, it's a tricky maths to work out. Um, but Barry does like to constantly look at the prize funds and make sure that we are not only competitive, but we're also leading the way. So um, they're not tied, but <laughs> I suppose watch this space. Um, it's probably, I, I, I wouldn't have thought after COVID, uh, we'd be looking mm-hmm. to do it in 2021, but you never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> you know things might change. Well, um, anyway, I think we, we, you're a busy man, Dan, and it's getting kind of, it's kind of late. You're actually, uh, it's after, it's after kids' bedtime. I'm sure there's a glass, a glass of red wine waiting for you no. when you get back. So, um, I, uh, I let you, uh, I better <laughs> let you get back to the family. But I really appreciate you, um, you coming on and answering a few questions about, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the players and will be, will be interested to hear what you've had to say today. Um, you know, gave some honest answers, and we appreciate that. Oh, my friend, no problem at all. Um, yeah, thank no, thanks you so a lot, Dan. For, for I'll, you, I'll hopefully good. get to see you soon. Right. Cheers, mate. You too. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye. Well, there you go. That was it, folks. It was certainly interesting, as promised. Really, really great insight and nice work uh, there from Sam. And thanks again uh, to Dan Godin for coming on and speaking really brilliantly and really honestly and um, providing us all with stuff we certainly didn't know. Matt, what do you think of that? Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was definitely eye-opening. Like, he's, uh, firstly, like he he actually seems. I, I've known, like, I know who Dan is. Like, I've never met him. Um, I think we've exchanged one or two tweets on 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 Twitter on social media. Um, you know, because I am, you know, a follower of the PGA Euro Pro Tour. 
Um, and obviously, you know, I think I think they obviously they they do a great job. They do do a great job. There's lots of good players, lots of good professionals that are winning on European Tour, Ryder Cup players that have come through that tour. Um, but I'll be honest, like I always looked at him as just, uh, you know, like a business a businessman, like somebody. And obviously, he's there. You know, he wants to he wants to make money. It's his job. But I kind of never really appreciated just how much he seems to care about the players and their career, yeah. you know, and, and there was a, uh, there was a few times where he was talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, he's got the players' careers, you know, in his hands. That's the way he looks at it. And, and I found that to be quite quite refreshing because, you know, it, it, it could have quite easily been, you know, I don't care about these guys. They're, they're here for a paycheck and I'm here for a paycheck and that's that's it. But it's clearly, clearly not the case. And, uh, yeah, fair play to him for that. Yeah, I think he sounds like a really, really top bloke. And like you say, he definitely cares. Like, I think, um, you know, a lot of the talk at the start was was about how he's dealt with COVID-19 and the decisions they had to make between him and Barry Hearn. And it was definitely his members that he had at the forefront of his mind. I believe that entirely. Um, and I, I actually think about it, I didn't realise that, I didn't realise when he started with the Euro Pro. But um, and Sam, forgive me if I'm wrong, and and shout me down if I am. But that was when you suddenly spotted the the tour going to better golf courses because I remember going back before that ten years ago. No disrespect to the golf courses it was going to, but they just weren't great, and the the, the tour didn't have a especially fantastic reputation. But it it really does now. So over his tenure in in charge of the Euro Pro Tour, he has dramatically improved the reputation of it yeah i mean like like when i first started we kind of touched on it briefly you know there was quite a few tournaments that you could just you know you could just enter without when i turned pro I, it was the middle of the year so i had no category on the tour but i managed to get in like i think i probably played seven 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 or so starts without literally any even mm. going to q school whereas now if you you know if you miss the cut at final qualifying at q school not not even including first the first stage of qualifying you but you you've got no chance really of getting in hardly any events so it just goes to show how many people are kind of entering in that time um and you know yeah. obviously it's easy from a and it's you know from a player's point of view it's quite easy for me to it's it's easy to 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 bash the powers that be isn't it i think that's sort of the 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 intrigue yeah. thing but i think i mean fair play to me i mean i asked him pretty much everything I wanted to ask and you know he gave me a straight answer so and um you know and, and to be honest he's, I've I've known Dan for a long time and if he's he's always been he's been good with me and stuff over the years a couple of times like I forgot to enter and he's managed to get me in and and that kind of thing you know if you're you know he's he's definitely it's he's definitely got the player's interests at heart I think it's it's one of those and you know a lot of people you know some people moan about getting on certain golf course blah 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 but he gave a great ex- explanation as to why you know, it's not always easy to get on those premier golf courses, um, which some people, mm. you know, sometimes feel entitled to play. But like you said, it's just, you know, it's so hard to get on them. Um, and then, you know, it's it's just, I thought it was an interesting interview, to be fair. I was, I've, and I was, I appreciated that he came on. And I, to be honest, I was quite surprised that he did. But I really appreciate the fact that he did. Yeah. And 
And I think it's actually important um, for people to know, just to kind of clarify this guy's character, it wasn't actually as straightforward as just popping on, was it? Like, we had, um, we had some technical issues, and it took about seven goes for him to actually do it, but he hung around, and he worked, yeah, he worked we... really hard and helped us do it. It would have been so easy for someone to go, oh, do you know what, Sam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a busy man, mate. I'll see you another time. But yeah, he really, and he's, really he's got sort out, of so... three-year-old twins, so they were... He, we did this quite late at night, and he had to drive to the office to to get um, decent decent Wi-Fi, oh, wow. so he wasn't even at home. So it's oh, about nine God. o'clock at night. We had about forty five minutes of of technical difficulties, and I thought, oh God, we're gonna I'm gonna lose this interview here. And then he he managed to get it to work, and and yeah, fair, and fair play to him, definitely. I yeah, really appreciate that testament mm. to the bloke. That's yeah, absolutely, we all do. So from from all of us, Dan, thank you ever so much for that. Really appreciate it. Thanks you go to to um to get that going for us. So that was great. Thank you very much. And again, well done, Sam. Good interview carried out brilliantly, and. Great insight for it's getting, our trillions of. It's getting good at these interviews, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Sam. Oh, mate. He's, I can see him. He's going to be the next <laughs> Parkinson. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. Lads, as far as I'm concerned, there's one major thing I've been looking forward to this week. And uh, I know a lot of our listeners have been looking forward to finding this out because this was your idea, I think, Sam, last week. You said, why don't we get the guys to guess what we're going to shoot uh, first round back? Now, I haven't actually been back yet. So, um, and we, we kind of preempted that might be the case. So, you two guys, um, I can't remember what everyone else has been saying, but I predicted that Sam would hit it well enough and managed to kind of like know his way around the golf course to shoot one under par in his first round of golf. Um, I suggested Matt might shoot 11 over, but that's only because he guessed he was going to shoot 10 and I wanted to annoy him. So come on in. Who's going to give the big reveal first? Uh, I'll go because I feel like I may have, I may have predicted, I may have given this away in my first, the first little bit when we were talking, but I, I unfortunately shot plus two. Plus two. See, that's not that uh, well. You know, it was it was it was scrappy. I must admit, the first few. I mean, Matt. I don't know if Matt remembers my first putt that I hit. It was about a yep. was about an eight footer, and I want to say I missed it by two feet. It was, and I just knew I was in for a long day. I think that I've got a lot to I've got a lot <laughs> to make up if I can't if I'm missing the hole by that much from here. Because <laughs> uh, obviously, you're not allowed to really do any putts or. You know, you're not allowed any putts or anything no. really before. Back then, you weren't. Um, so I, was, I was just literally straight to the tee job, and the first, yeah. the first tee shot, I was I struck it beautifully, but it's just gone so far right. I'm just like club face awareness was. Well, let's, was let's, let's let's have it right, Sam. It wasn't it wasn't as far right as my opening tee shot, was it? No, <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> Uh, all right, so after both hitting massive slices off the first tee, Sam shot two over. Come on in, Matt. Did you beat me? Did you beat my 11 over? No, no, I didn't. Um, <laughs> no. no, I shot uh, I shot an 82, which is 13 over. Okay, I wasn't too far No, out. it wasn't was too far out. I mean, I yeah, I didn't I didn't help myself with uh, double bogey down the first. Um, I was I was chasing from there, really, wasn't we, I? We were, we, we were just... To be honest, back nine, we, I can't remember what we shot, but in general, it was all right, wasn't it? But it was just the first six holes absolutely killed us both. Yeah. I, I actually shot 40 out, which was six over, and 42 back, which is seven over. Um, oh, right. Maybe I was thinking about I mean, me then. I mean, 
Yeah, you probably think about you. You got into a cruise. <laughs> um, I was, I was just staying quiet on that. I was going to sound like yeah. <laughs> it was just the first thing. But what, what I, what I did is, uh, is I, I, I actually knocked two shots off the next round. I went back and shot eighty, and then I went back on Aye. Saturday and shot seventy-eight. Um, so Ooh. I was getting better and better, um, and then went out today and shot seventy-five, which is. Hey. Six six over with a double on the seventeenth as well. For that one, which was uh, yeah tough. Well, yeah, no, brilliant. Well done, so, yeah. well done, Matthew. And and Sam, I assume you're you're looking like you're getting a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's starting, starting to come back. I mean, it's just like um, just sort of feel around the greens really for me. Putting's getting a little bit there. My, my ball striking's been okay really, but yeah, yeah. It actually, it actually dawned on me when I was driving. I think on Wednesday morning to the golf club, or it might have been a day or two before. Um, you know, like the last time we, the last time I played golf, um, you know, it was just just at the end of you know what was a really bad winter. Um, you know, the greens weren't weren't great. The course was still a bit wet. It was just starting to turn. Um, you mm. know, we were still playing preferred lies. The we were still teeing off on the mats on the par threes. Um, you know, and, and that period of time that we've had off, the weather's been really, really good. So, you know, the course has changed a lot. A lot, a lot of time went. So, yeah, the course has been great, uh, Nick, as well. It's been great to get out there. Yeah. Really good. Has. That's good to hear. Just need to get old uh, Cardi Golf out. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I'm um, I'm playing tomorrow. I've got an 18 hole playing lesson tomorrow morning. Oh, that could be interesting. So, what's he, what's he yeah. trying to do? Oh, do we, predict, do we predict? Do we predict? Well, exactly. Josh? Joe score. You can do if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just worried. Like halfway through, he's gonna go. Who's your coach? We'll give you. A, we'll, we'll give you. We'll give you a double limit in case you. Uh, in case you will occasionally will find your pocket after you've had a few. Um, but I don't. I don't think it'd be that. Where are you playing? Obviously, you're at Hintlesham, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be. It'd be mid seventies, won't it? Mid mid. I'm gonna say seventy seventy seven. Right. I'm going for anything better than two over, so I can oh, be yeah. the best golf returnee out of the podcast. Sorry, I'm going six anything... over. Six? Yeah. I'm, I'm, my... Okay, I'm, I'm making my a note of these. No Swingers Club pod witness. <laughs> he can, he can shoot, listen, he could shoot, uh, shoot 86 tomorrow and he wouldn't tell us. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I think... On that, oh, it's a good chance to say goodbye, guys. If you do want to uh, predict my score, be kind. <laughs> um, you boys, anything else you wanna you wanna say before we just, head just off? Just another for thanks another to Dan week? really for coming on. It's a good sport. Thanks for doing it. We appreciate it. Yeah, top man. Yeah, thanks to you guys for listening. And if you haven't got out and played golf yet, hopefully you will soon. And just enjoy it. Just have a good time. Yeah, totally. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, I think it's made us appreciate it all that little bit more. But guys, as always, thanks ever so much for listening and we'll see you next week.